and by AM 1420, The Answer. everybody how do you do welcome to the irish show on whk 1420 my name is jerry quinn delighted to be with you our program is brought to you by gandalf's pub and restaurant valley city chambers funeral home golf tank joyce buick gmc o'neill Healthcare, pj mcintyre's irish pub and restaurant vince's barbershop and the western reserve insurance group all of these good folks bring you the Irish Show this morning on WHK AM 1420 and on the internet at whkradio.com. Stay with us now. We're going to talk baseball in the second hour. But right now, stay with us. Well, good morning. Some good of, morning. Some of my crew That's is here. Right. Where's yeah. JC? I he's, don't know. Merry Christmas, You got to get him out of bed. Oh, no. I talked to him this morning. Okay. He said he's coming. Okay. Uh, anyway, there's a little bit of dusting of snow outside. Yes. And over in Ireland, there's ice on the roads oh. everywhere. Oh. Lots of accidents. People are staying home. So uh, we're used to the ice, but ice is very dangerous anyway. It's terrible. Much more dangerous than snow. Yeah. So, oh, K- yeah. so K. O'Malley, if you're listening in Ackle, be very careful, especially ride, riding a two-wheeler. If you're riding a oh. bicycle or a motorcycle, oh, right. it's deadly. <laughs> Not well, it's a good coming idea. down one of those hills. Yes. Right. Yes, it's a, yes Not indeed. a good idea. Well, so, yeah, I can see it coming down from Westport, you know, d- down to the quay. Yeah, yeah. Right into the water. Right, yeah, right into Clue the Bay, ocean. welcome. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> now, oh, listen, a couple right. things are going on. Monday, the meeting was at the Eastside Irish American Club, you know, and there was yes. great um, anticipation about who was going to win the big money, 5700 oh, bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody got a nice Christmas present. I'm not going to say who it was because okay. I know the lady, and I don't calling. want the IRS <laughs> knocking on her door, you know. Oh. We didn't get those 87,000 IRS people yet, but... If, <laughs> They'll but, be after you. They will for sure. So somebody, I a know nice nothing. lady... I know. <laughs> and Eddie, you know her. Yes. I don't think Colleen does. She won 5,700 bucks at the Eastside Irish hey, American Club. Congratulations. Were the morning. drinks on the house then? Right. No, you know what? I didn't see that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I told everybody if I won it, right. uh, the drinks, drinks are, on, are the on me. Eddie, I yes. got news for you. If you won it, 
they expected you to give the money back. Oh, right, right. <laughs> a donation. A donation. A donation, yeah. If well, I that wanted, would, I, it would have come through the bar. Now, if I had wanted, I would have. Yeah. I would. Fifty-seven. Well, I would have. It would have come back to the club, but you yeah, know, but everybody was. Everybody right, would be right. having a good time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Another another thing that was going on this week was the International Hall of Fame yes. at their Christmas lunch. That's Dan and Debbie Hansen. They're in charge of that, and it was a wonderful event. But uh, one of the things that came out of it was. Um, we all got a book. We got a little a little bag, mm-hmm. yes. and in the bag was a book and some little little goodies there. And the book was just wonderful. It's called Great Age Reboot, okay. and I think mm-hmm. it's significant because two of the authors are from Cleveland. One is from New York. The main author is Michael F. Rosian, M.D. He's a doctor. Oh yeah, Doctor Rosen. And he's at the Cleveland Clinic. Yes, and then there's Peter Lenneman. PhD, and then the name we all know, Albert Ratner. Oh, oh so they collectively wrote this book, mm-hmm. and it's just magnificent. It's all hmm. about what's going to happen. We're all going to live longer. Okay. And yeah. um, what was forty? What was forty to seventy? Is going to be now eighty to a hundred, and the people are going to be living, and they're going to be healthy. That's the big thing. Are you going to live longer and healthy? And then they lay out the case why it should be. The name of the book, I recommend you get it. The Great Age Reboot, Cracking the Longevity Code for a Younger Tomorrow. Yeah, but you got to eat it. I don't know. You yes. know, it's, it's, already, you got to eat. They lay it out in this book. Well, the, the, all you got to do is take a look at what the, the kids are doing today. They're sitting around just punching on their, their thumbs. Bones. Well, they deal with yeah. all that stuff. They do. So okay. get the book mm-hmm. and read it. In. All right. And remember, they're dealing with it. And it says right. on the back cover, it says, it's time for a reboot. We could yeah. program old cells to be young again. What if we could rewrite our DNA to guarantee a disease-free future? What if we could eliminate obesity? What if 90 was the new 40? Wow. Mm. wow. All right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, pick it up if you can. And thank you, Debbie and Dan and uh, and uh, the International Hall of Fame. It was a wonderful event. Uh, it was great to see all, all a lot of the people that belong to the organization. And their event is coming up the 18th of April. And it's going to be at Windows on the River on the 18th of April. But go to the website, clevelandpeople.com, and look, you'll see some of the pictures. There's a picture of me in there. That's oh. right, Mr. Quinn. With the right. same tie as I have on today. Your Christmas Your tie. Christmas. Very right. good. Very also, nice. Also, coming up later yes. in the program, 11 o'clock, Jim Murphy is going to come in. I don't know if you knew it or not, baseball is starting to take off in Ireland. It really is, baseball. Very exciting. Oh. Yes. And uh, Jim Murphy is going to talk about that. And Eddie, if you're still with us when he comes, if I you're will. still here, Jay Murphy, you can talk about that six foot seven hitter that you That's got. That's right, your young man. That's okay. right, the grandson. Yeah, Jerry, today, don't forget He's about got his passport um, too. That's right. Don't forget about pints and. Prince at well, Tommy, uh, Tommy Malloy and some other artists, local artists, will be there 2 o'clock to 6 o'clock. PJ McIntyre's. We'll talk more about it later. Okay. Yep. Right, right. Now we're going to start the Great program with, with the Merry Plowboys. Here they are.
the the one and only Mary Plowboys here on the Irish show on WHK AM fourteen twenty. The Irish tenors, you don't hear a lot about them anymore, but they're still around and still doing well. And here they are to sing Oh Holy Night.
his love and his gospel is peace. Chain shall he break for the slave is our brother and in his name all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise we let all within us praise his holy name. Christ is the Lord praise we his power and glory evermore proclaim his power and glory evermore They're the Irish tenors here on the Irish program on WHK AM 1420 on our pre-Christmas program. Next Sunday, we're going to have our regular Christmas program. Next Sunday's program is going to be recorded because the staff, all of us, have a day off for Christmas. So it's nice of the management to give everybody a day off, a paid day off, should I say. So next Sunday, the program will be recorded.
Dale, the Pogues here on the Irish show on WHKAM 1420. Stand by now. Here's this message from John O'Neill of O'Neill Healthcare. When locating the right care for your elderly mom or dad, look no further. O'Neill Healthcare has been providing outstanding elder care in Cleveland's west side for more than 50 years. Whether needing assisted living, memory support, independent living, skilled nursing, hospice care, dialysis, or rehabilitative therapies, we are here for you. Our team of physicians, nurses, and therapists deliver personalized care with compassion and quality at the forefront. You have peace of mind knowing they are with extraordinary people who provide exceptional care. O'Neill Healthcare is always improving the care of older adults and is the trusted choice for your loved ones. For more information about O'Neill Healthcare or to schedule a tour at one of our five facilities, please contact us at 440-808-5500 or visit us online at O'NeillHC.com. By the way, uh, Sean Lackey is going to be starting his Flanagan's Wake again at the uh, uh, Theater District in downtown Cleveland. Uh, we're going to get, have him in to talk about it. But in the meantime, I want to hear about his great restaurant in Valley City. It's called Gandalf's. The best European-style pub is nearby at Gandalf's in Valley City. Whether you're in for brunch, lunch, or dinner, the chef's inspired menu will cast a spell of deliciousness, keeping you coming back for more. Plus, live entertainment, a large craft beer selection, and great service make Gandalf's Pub one of the area's liveliest gathering spots. For great food and fun, it's Gandalf's Pub and Restaurant, Route 303 in Valley City. Top of the morning. Western Reserve Group has proudly served Ohio for over 100 years. Their mission has been to provide families with quality insurance protection for their home, auto, business, and farm. For more information about Western Reserve Group, contact your local Western Reserve Group independent insurance agent or go to their website at www.wrg-ins.com to find an agent near you. Improve your golf game with Golf Tech. Take the next step to a better game with equipment and custom fitting with the latest technology. Golf Tech has six area locations. Your golf game goes further with Golf Tech. Visit one of Northeast Ohio's Golf Tech locations or go to golftech.com. Golf Tech, proven path to proven results. For generations, Chambers Funeral Home has been part of the great history of Northeast Ohio. Providing meaningful funeral services what Chambers strives to provide. Pre-planning your future funeral arrangement is a wise and sensible choice in estate planning, and Chambers can help assist you and your family. From traditional burial services to cremation service, the funeral directors at Chambers are skilled in assisting families of all faiths and financial abilities. Please call Chambers Funeral Home at 216-251-6566. Or visit them at chambersfuneral.com and they would be honored to discuss all of the many options available to you and your family as we commemorate a life well lived. Chambers Funeral Homes are proud to be family owned and operated and helping greater Cleveland families since 19. 19- 
33. You can call them at 216-251-6566. Hi, I'm Mike Joyce from Joyce Buick GMC, inviting you to visit our dealership for a new Buick or GMC. Joyce has a great selection of new Buicks and GMCs in stock, and we're offering you the best in pricing and customer care. Come see why Buick is the fastest-growing car manufacturer in the U.S. Joyce Buick GMC, serving you for over 45 years. And that's Mike Joyce speaking there. Mike and Sean Joyce, they're on the premises every day. Sean is the new generation of Joyce's taking over the business. Stop in and see them. Call them. 440-934-6600 in case you can't but if you do go there just go to 38039 Chester Road right off I-90 in Avon, Ohio now if you want to see what they have on the premises what kind of stock they got you can go to their website which is drivejoyce.com at 1028 here on the Irish show on WHK AM 14 don't forget when you go to Joyce Ask for Seamus Cooney. Oh, okay. He's going to be on, on, on duty on Monday, starting Monday. Very nice. All right. I, I told him I'd give him a plug. That's okay. right. <laughs> All Very right. Don't good. forget, if you want a haircut, once you look your best for Christmas, get to Vince's Barbershop, as Eddie is going to do tomorrow. So get go. the address is 18324 Lakeshore Boulevard, and that is in Cleveland, just down the street from Eddie's Alma Mater, St. Joe's. High school. So the address one eighty three twenty four, and make sure you tell Vince that we sent you. It is ten twenty eight here on the Irish Show. You know, I play this song every year, and I think uh, calling you like it too. It's yes. called. It's called, um, without you. Oh gosh, it's a beautiful song. Without you on Christmas Day. Yeah, Jerry, and mm-hmm. I think Christmas. One of the great things about it that I like, and especially as, I got, yes. as I've got older, is bringing the family together. It's so important, I think, to have the whole family together on Christmas Day. I know some people do it on Christmas Eve, Eve. but mm-hmm. Christmas Day is a special significance. And that's what this song is about, about the family gathering together. The guy that's, the fellow that sings this, let me see if I can pronounce his name, is George Papouan Paris. Papouan <laughs> Paris. Sounds like a Greek name yes, to me. Yes, a Greek name, yeah. But he's, he lives in England. And I think it was my sister, Maura, that might have given me this, um, this album a few years ago. Right. But I love the song, and we always get a lot of reaction on it because people just song. love the sentiment yeah. of Christmas. So here it is anyway. Here's George, and it's called Without You on Christmas Day.
morning, every Christmas Eve, we used to gather. It was the perfect way to start the holidays. We'd have a snack and then we all would follow father. And to the local, just like children, we would race. And when we got back, somewhat worse for wear and reading, we'd laugh to see the driveway being so full of cars. It might have been the beer, but I remember feeling that there could not be a happier family than ours. Because you were the one that kept us all together Though how you worked your magic none of us could say Your blazing fire would drive away the coldest weather What will we do now without you on Christmas Day? We'd sit around the kitchen table in the evening You'd get the trifle ready and would peel the sprouts Sometimes we'd sing and father's voice would raise the ceiling And windows shook with all our laughter and our shouts A glass of sherry and a mince pie and a carrot For Father Christmas you would put there on the shelf And you'd pretend you only did it for the children But we all knew that it was really for ourselves Because you were the one that kept us all together So how you worked your magic none of us could say your blazing fire would drive away the coldest weather What will we do now without you on Christmas Day? First thing next morning, we would panic in the kitchen until we got the turkey safely on the go And as we wished each other once more Merry Christmas With love and pride both father's eyes and yours would glow And when at last we'd sit around the Christmas table We'd pull the crackers and we'd wear the silly hats and we would praise you for the turkey and for the pudding But took for granted all the love you laid for us Because you were the one that kept us all together Though how you worked your magic none of us could say Your blazing fire would drive away the coldest weather What will we do? Without you on Christmas Day Come Boxing Day We'd all disperse into our own worlds And thank you both for one more perfect holiday And we would hush the children 
who were asking questions about why Granny cried as we all drove away. And now we know that it's our turn to take the mantle, but we're not sure where to begin and what to do. The truth is that the gap you left no one can handle, and none of us can ever be another you. Because you were the one that kept us all together. How you worked your magic, none of us could say. Your blazing fire would drive away the coldest weather. What will we do now without you on Christmas Day? What will we do now without you on Christmas Day? Yes, many a house will be reminiscing, I'm sure, this Christmas about father, the, the dad that has passed away. And um, I'm sure it's uh, sadness mixed mix with the joy of Christmas also. JC, welcome to the program. You finally made it. Good to, good of you to get out of bed. Yes, I did. Thank you. <laughs> I had to wait for my meds to kick in. <laughs> <laughs> no, JC, glad you're okay and Thank the car you. is working. Um, I did just want to say that that song is heartfelt and just for the McNa- McNally family, they buried their beautiful daughter, Katie, uh, Colleen, who suffered I, want, with I know you mentioned that leukemia. last week, and I wanted to talk to you about that. Yes. Because Jack McNally yes. and Sheila, that yes. was the grandparents. Now, I yes. knew Jack and Sheila for years and years. And when you said it last week, mm-hmm. it didn't register with yeah. me. But my goodness, what oh, a tragedy. Yeah. So this beautiful Jack, granddaughter. Know, 29 yeah, years 29, old. 29, just a beautiful, um, blonde, beautiful you know, stunning, college-educated, and just heartbreaking. Her she, sisters, died, she died from leukemia. Yeah, was she was in experimental, uh, some experimental treatments down in Columbus. You know, she only discovered it in her mid-20s. And again, just faith, those beautiful sisters and um, the mom and dad, oh, Jackie. Wonderful and, family. Um, yes, wonderful and uh, just, just wonderful family. But their faith uh, will get them through. Uh, again, the missing people on Christmas, all of our hearts and prayers. But we have to have faith and hope. And uh, those are a big part of what Christmas is about, too. So I'm so I met sorry Jack for the loss. McNally. In 1961. Yes. Oh, Jack was so great. He's a Sheila's been person. gone a, Sheila, a, a couple yeah, years yeah. now. Jack's so. And Tom's brother. Mm-hmm. Do you know brother Tom? Oh, yes. He was mm-hmm. a Cleveland policeman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great family. Well, my sister-in-law is Colleen Patton Corrigan, and so related. And the, uh, and the other brother was... Um, I just can't remember his name. I don't know all the. It was uncles. another brother, yeah. Yeah, right. But a uh, great family. Just great. Bridie Talty called that in too. She asked, you know, that we mentioned that. And then our Tommy called in and he wanted to wish Merry Christmas and hi to all here. Oh, hi Tommy. Hope you're being healthy and take Merry Christmas. Okay, let's move along here. We here's the new barley corn and the boys of Killy Beggs. hills on the coast of Donegal and their fishermen are hardy brave and free and the big Atlantic swell is a thing they know right well as they fight to take a living from the sea with the pleasant rolling sea and the herring running free and the fleet all riding gently through the foam 
When the boats are loaded down, there'll be singing in the town. When the boys of Killybegs come rolling home. Well, you've donned your rubber boots and you've got your oilskins on, and you've checked your gear to see that it's okay. And your jumper keeps you warm, for it's cold before the dawn, and you're ready to begin another day. With the pleasant rolling sea and the herring running free, and the fleet all riding gently through the foam. When the boats are loaded down, there'll be singing in the town. When the boys of Killybegs come rolling home, then you've headed out to sea, and the wind is blowing free, and you've cast your nets as rain begins to fall. But the sun comes riding high, and the clouds will soon blow by, and today you'll maybe take a bumper haul. With the pleasant rolling sea, and the herring running free, and the fleet all riding gently through the foam. When the boats are loaded down, there'll be singing in the town. When the boys of Killybegs come rolling home. When the weather's blowing rough and the work gets very tough, and the ropes will raise the wealth upon your hands. But you'll never leave the sea for whoever you may be. When it's in your blood, it's hard to live on land. With the pleasant rolling sea and the herring running free And the fleet all riding gently through the foam When the boats are loaded down, there'll be singing in the town When the boys of Killybegs come rolling home Well, there's purple on the hill and there's green down by the shore And the sun has spilled its gold upon the sea and there's silver down below where the herring fishes go. When we catch them, there'll be gold for you and me. With the pleasant rolling sea and the herring running free, and the fleet all riding gently through the foam. When the boats are loaded down, there'll be singing in the town. When the boys of Killybegs come rolling home. With the pleasant rolling sea and the herring running free And the fleet all riding gently through the home When the boats are loaded down, there'll be singing in the town When the boys of Killybegs come rolling home there's John Delaney and the boys of Killybegs here on the Irish Show on WHK. It's 10.42. You can call Eddie at 216-901-0945. He'd love to hear from you. Call him now, 216-901-0945. Good morning, JC. How do you do? Hello, Mr. Quinn. I'm fine. Let Thank you. Let me turn my headphones up so I can hear you. I did want to uh, announce that uh, my niece, uh, Mary-Kate Lally, has announced she's joining a re- religious order. Your granddaughter. My granddaughter. Yes, you call Aaron's her daughter. Yeah, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's beautiful. Aaron's oldest daughter. Yes, yeah, yeah. how beautiful. She's in Spain right now coming back for Christmas. Yeah. And then she's uh, professed for the order and she's going back. What order is it? It's a Spanish order. Okay. Uh, she okay. spent a year with them in Jacksonville, Florida. Beautiful. Came home. Uh, she got two years under her belt from Ohio State. Yes. And she was going to BW. For uh-huh. a teaching degree, and uh, uh, I guess that's on a, in a holding pattern, you know. Right. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's it, JC. Congratulations. It's yeah, beautiful. Thank you. Very thank good. Okay. Thank you. Banjos we have heard on high.
Banjos heard on high. So 1046 here on the Irish Show on WHK AM, AM fourteen twenty. You can give us a call at two one six nine zero one zero nine four five. Here's Katie McMahon, and this is called the Peacock's Feather.
It's called The Peacock's Feather, and that was Katie McMahon. I recorded this a few years ago, quite a few years ago, I should say, and it's called A Christmas Soldier. Listen. The embers glowed softly, and in their dim light, I gazed round the room, and I cherished the sight. My wife was asleep, her head on my chest, my daughter beside me, angelic in rest. Outside the snow fell a blanket of white, transforming the yard to a winter delight. The sparkling lights in the tree, I believe, completed the magic that was Christmas Eve. My eyelids were heavy, my breathing was deep, secure and surrounded by love I would sleep. In perfect contentment, or so it would seem, so I slumbered, perhaps, I started to dream. The sound wasn't loud, and it wasn't too near, but I opened my eyes when it tickled my ear, perhaps just a cough I didn't quite know, then the sure sound of footsteps outside in the snow. My soul gave a tremble I struggled to hear, and I crept to the door just to see who was near. Standing out in the cold and the dark of the night, a lone figure stood, his face weary and tight. A soldier, I puzzled, some twenty years old, perhaps a marine, huddled here in the cold. Alone in the dark, he looked up and smiled, standing watch over me and my wife and my child. What are you doing? I asked without fear. Come in this moment, it's freezing out there. Put down your pack, brush the snow from your sleeve. You should be at home on a cold winter's eve. For barely a moment, I saw his eyes shift away from the cold and the snow blown in drifts to the window that danced with the warm fire's light. Then he sighed and he said, it's really all right. I'm out here by choice. I'm here every night. It's my duty to stand at the front of the line that separates you from the darkest of times. No one had to ask or beg or implore me. I'm proud to stand here like my father before me. My grandpa died at Pearl on a day in December, and he sighed, that's the Christmas grandma always remembers. My dad stood his watch in the jungles of Nam, and now it is my turn, and so here I am. I've not seen my own son in more than a while, but my wife sends me pictures. He's sure got her smile. Then he bent and he carefully pulled from his bag the red, white, and blue, his American flag. I can live through the cold and being alone, away from my family, my house, and my home. I can stand at my post through the rain and the sleet. I can sleep in a foxhole with little to eat. I can carry the weight of it killing another or lay down my life for my sister and brother who stand at the front against any and all to ensure for all time that this flag will not fall. So go back inside, he said, harbor no fright. Your family is waiting and I'll be all right. But isn't there something I can do at the least? Give you money, I asked, or prepare you a feast? It seems all too little for all that you've done for being away from your wife and your son. And as I welled a tear that I have no regret, just tell us you love us and never forget to fight for our rights back at home while we're gone, to stand your own watch no matter how long. For when we come home, either standing or dead, to know you remember we fought and we bled. 
is payment enough. And with that, we will trust that we matter to you as you matter to us. And that is a Soldier's Christmas, it's called, here on the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420. Uh, Jay Murphy is going to be with us talking about baseball at the top of the hour, so make sure you stay with us into the second hour of our program. Here's uh, Maura Brennan, and this is a lovely song. She's a beautiful singer, Enya's sister, actually, if you know who Enya is. Uh, it's called Sailing. Just you wait and see, believe me. 
CHK, Cleveland, a service of Salem Media Group. Broadcasting from the Discount Drug Mart Studios. Proud to be celebrating over 50 years as your hometown pharmacy. Number two of the Irish program here on WHK AM fourteen twenty and on the internet at whkradio.com. I told you we were going to talk a little baseball today, and we are because we have Jay Murphy in the studio with us, and he's here in the flesh. And I love your hat, Jay. Where in God's name can we get one of those hats? You're talking to the right person, Jerry. I have I have ones that I can get to you for sure. Oh but, my goodness, uh, this is I the, love that hat. the national hat for the uh, Irish Colleen, baseball program. Have you got our Facebook Live on yet? I'm trying to. Mm. We want to show that hat. Yes, I know. Okay. So um, one thing you don't hear a lot about in Ireland, when I was growing up, I never heard of baseball, but I did. I actually played rounders, which is, a, I believe, a form of baseball. I'd like to start the program by talking a bit about that uh, because I think it's important, especially our Irish people that are listening. We have a lot of listeners in Ireland. But I think today a lot more people are familiar with baseball than there was when I was growing up. So let's begin there with rounders and baseball. Well, rounders is, you know, the, the preluded baseball. I mean, rounders is something that, you know, played in Ireland and then obviously the immigrants that came over to New York City. Uh, rounders was their game. And, you know, it's interesting when you know people make the comparisons uh, and actually, I saw there is an organization here in Northeast Ohio that plays rounders, and 
I watched him play on the field. Now, I don't know about the idea of not using gloves. Uh, we've obviously developed that we're, we're wearing gloves now. But, you know, the, the concept is throw the ball, hit the ball, and make plays. And, you know, whether it's the game of rounders, which, again, you know, I look at it where it led into baseball and, uh, and people kind of picked up on the different ideas of how the game was played. And, you know, whether it's Little League Baseball or whether it's, you know, our, our national team, that everything has a starting point. You know, and where you start and, and where you see it now and how it's developed. But that was the predecessor to where we play the game now. And, uh, and again, like I said, there is a group here in Northeast Ohio that, uh, that plays rounders and I've seen it play. And it, the only similar, the similarities, it's the game. The only mm-hmm. difference is they don't wear, uh, they don't wear gloves and they're not throwing 92 miles an hour. Okay. All right. So, uh, what's the status of baseball in Ireland now? Well, the status, you know, the game itself, the organization itself, really kind of came together in the mid-90s and started becoming more structured, uh, developing players uh, at the youth level. Uh, Baseball Ireland right now, there's really a couple components to it. There's the domestic component, which is developing the game in the country. It's introducing it to the young kids, the youth, teaching them to play the game the right way uh, with the idea that as you continue to develop, uh, you can be considered for our national teams and then there's a the national component. And the national component obviously brings international flair to the program. Um, obviously, in my position as a general manager overseeing the national teams, uh, I'm promoting the game of baseball with the name of Ireland throughout the world. So how we bring the two together is looking at the domestic program and, and its growth since the, the, the mid-90s to where it is today, where now we have players from Ireland that have skills that are on the national team, uh, as well as bringing... Uh, the reputation of the game of Ireland uh, on a national level uh, with the national teams that play in European championships and, and really spreading the word. So it's, uh, it's come a great deal since the mid-90s. And, but it, it's, I look at it from the perspective of at one stage you're Little League Baseball and now we're up to a point where we're developing national players that, that are competing against other countries. So it's, it's growing, but it has work to do. Now, the goal would be to get it to a point where we say where Japan is, for instance. Japan is big on baseball, aren't they? Yeah, it would be, I think I look at it where, you know, we competed this past summer against countries throughout Europe, uh, getting an idea of what their level play is. We've competed against Germany and Italy and, and Austria and the Czech Republic. And it gave me a firsthand view of how their players have developed through their countries. And when you say those countries, do you think that much about baseball? You think similar to Ireland. You think of more of soccer or rugby or some of the more traditional sports that, uh, that those countries have. But believe me, they are developing baseball. And I think the, the plan, and we have a, a 10-year strategy plan in place, is to continue to induce the, introduce the game to the younger players, to develop their skills, to bring them along with the idea that you can represent Ireland on a national stage. And, um, and yes, you know, the, the comment of where we want to be is, is Japan, is the United States, is South Korea, you know, looking at some of these national programs that kind of started grassroots as well. Uh, and now look where they are today. They're competing in the World Baseball Championships and, and competing in, in the Olympics. Um, I do know that Gaelic football, for instance, starts in grade school or before. How about baseball? Is it in the, in the schools, the, um, say the kindergarten, does it start there or does it start a lot later? With the domestic program, they've, they've done a couple things. They've created a little league program for the younger kids. Uh, they've also gone into the schools and, and introduced the game 
Uh, and really the, the simplest thing, which we all kind of smile at, is the ability to play catch. And it needs to be introduced at a very young age. Uh, so that, that's part of the biggest emphasis of the program is teaching the kids how to play catch and, and getting them engaged at that early age so as they get older, bigger, stronger, faster, they have the fundamentals down. But there's efforts that have been made. And you know, we kind of look at you know, the country as a whole. Uh, there's really not a lot of baseball fields. So you've got to kind of use your imagination. The people that are involved with the program have got to look outside the box all the time to find ways to set up fields and, and get kids engaged. But uh, to answer the question, simply saying, yeah, they're working at it, but we, we still have more work to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, where would be the central location for baseball in Ireland? Is it outside Dublin or in yeah, Dublin? Yeah, it's in the Ashburn area. Uh, there's two. Interesting enough, there's only four high school fields in the country of Ireland. And we say that in the area we're at right now, there's four high school fields within two minutes of where we're sitting. But in Ashburn, they have two fields, which were developed, thank you, thanks to Peter O'Malley, uh, who was the owner of the, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, so there are two fields in Ashburn. Uh, there is another field outside of Dublin, and then there's a field in Belfast. So if you can imagine, there's only four high school fields in the country. Mm-hmm. And they also developed, uh, in the last couple of years, an indoor facility, which is now in Dublin, uh, outside of Dublin, which is a huge component because now the players have someplace to train uh, during what we call the off season, which is from October to to sometime in April. So, you know, when you kind of look at the two things, we're, we're making that progress where you know we have an indoor facility now where the kids can train year round and taking advantage of those outside fields, which we do with camps and clinics. Uh, but if you know anybody out there that wants to build a couple fields, I'm the person to contact. I think you should talk to Paul Dolan. We made him, he was Mayo Person of the Year a few years ago, and he told me he was going to go to Ireland. I think he did a few times since, but uh, it'd be interesting to have him, uh, you know, speak to the people over there, tell them the potential of it. Well, it's interesting you said that, Jerry, because I just met with Paul a couple of days ago. Oh, so did you? I've known Paul for a very long time. I actually did uh, training with his sons when they played baseball, and uh, another gentleman is Peter Seidler. Uh, who owns the San Diego Padres. Uh, he's tied into Rawlings Sporting Goods, who actually provided the national team with uniforms a couple of years ago. And uh, what I'm finding through this whole process is there are many, many people with Irish heritage. And it, it's really reaching out to them uh, with this message of what we're trying to do and why we're doing it. And it, it, it is really about the kids. It's developing the game and providing them with you know, another mechanism to play, you know, this game that, that we value, but it's been around for a long time for us, but um, an opportunity for them to, to play on their national teams if they develop their skills and wear a jersey saying, you know, the country of Ireland across it. So it's interesting you said that because those, those conversations are going on and uh, I'll continue to pursue those to uh, find individuals that are willing to help the program. See, uh, the town that I came from, Bellarmine in County Mayo, they're football crazy. I mean, that's all they've, they're waking and sleeping. It's all Gaelic football. So do you think there would be an opportunity, we'll say, to go and talk to the kids and the the, uh, the sports leaders in that town and say, listen, there might be an opportunity here to get a baseball team going on. Now, I think listening to us today, I think it's a fellow named Terry Riley, who was the editor of the, was the editor of the largest newspaper in the province. Would it be worthwhile talking to a fellow like him and ask him to get your contacts in the schools? Yes, yeah, so I think any 
any person that is in the country that can get us into the schools, that can get us to those community leaders um, to have this conversation as to the process. Um, and I think that the people in Ireland, you know, Tom Kelly, and that's my connection, uh, Tom actually went to St. Ignatius High School. So as crazy as it sounds, we've kind of connected, uh, and that's kind of led to relationships with other people in Ireland. But there, there are people on the ground that, that are working for the organization that are trying to do things at a grassroots level. And again, having any kind of connections uh, in the different counties, the different, the different schools, um, there are people that I know would want to go in and, and basically introduce the game and, and suggest this is another opportunity. It's here, when I look at the athletes that are in my programs, most of them are three-sport athletes. And I have to believe the kids in Ireland are the same. It's just they have to be introduced to them to say, hey, this is another opportunity besides this. Um, so, yes, I mean, any, anyone who has, has that connection that feels they can help us, whether they contact me or Tom Kelly or I have other names in Ireland that they, they can be in contact with that uh, can open those doors for us, we, we take full advantage of them. Let's, uh, Colleen, let's ask Mike Gibbons. If he could get involved, this Mike was our Mayo person of the year. He's an investment banker. Let's see. And I think he's going to Ireland in June for the Fly Kill, which is coming up in Bellarna at the end of June. So uh, people like that, if we get them interested. But how do you talk to these kids and tell them, look, at them, instead of spending all this time learning Gaelic football, how about trying out for baseball? How do you convince an eight-year-old, or do you have to convince the, the parents first? I think it's, it's, there's a little bit of both. My experiences in, in here in the United States and all the programming and, and that I've done over for the last 40 years is once you've engaged them, you have to follow through with what you say you're going to do. And I think that when you introduce a new sport to someone – and, and go through the, the pluses and the minuses, how you play the game. Yes, there's some, some setbacks that go along with it, but then you have to follow through with it. And I think when you, when you look at Ireland and the fact that the program has been in place since the mid-90s, and we, we've here in the United States been playing baseball since 18-something, you know, the, you can't make up for time. But what you have to do is you have to make sure that that group you engage with how to play the game and why you want to play the game, you have to keep following through with them. And that gets back to coaches, instructors, what message you're sending out to them. Um, I'm a big believer. I don't tell anybody, don't play this sport or don't play that sport. What I say is, try this sport. And you may surprise yourself that, you know, it's fun to play another sport, the camaraderie with other teammates. Um, And the other part being very realistic is that 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 player may have been playing this sport for a few years, and maybe it's just not coming together where this new sport – can kind of open up their eyes and let out that the light bulb gets brighter that maybe I can be pretty good at this where maybe at this sport I can't. So I think there's a combination of it. The parents, again, it, it's creating an attitude where being involved with this sport provides new opportunities for their child. And I think... You said a minute ago, I said about a three-sport person. What were the three sports you meant? Well, for us here in the United States, football, basketball, and, and baseball. Right. I know soccer is built into it, but I'm somewhat of a traditionalist. That's how I grew up. In and Ireland, now you have soccer, you have Gaelic football, number right. one, I'd say, and you have soccer and rugby. And rugby. And, and so how hard is it to add baseball to us? That's what we, that's what we need to know. Right? Well, and I, and I think that's, that's what we have to look at is, what is where is that window and ways to go ahead and introduce it to them 
where they feel like um, it's a, as fun experience as something else they're doing. You know, I've learned a long time ago, when you introduce something new, if you make it fun, that the kid will migrate to it. Um, will it be as challenging as the other sport? In, in time, it will be. But again, it gets back to we have traditional sports in place. What's our niche? Well, our niche is you introduce it to them when they're young. You make sure that the people that are instructing it do it the right way. You make it, you for sure make it fun that they want to come back and do it again. Um, but again, I give credit to the gentleman that really got it organized back, the, the, the group that got it organized back in the mid-90s and where it's grown to now where there are youth teams, there are adult teams, there's leagues. Uh, it's growing. Uh, it would be nice to have it grow even more. And I think it gets back to what you had said, Jerry. If we can get into more schools, if we can introduce it to the younger group and make it fun, whether it's you know the, the reference of rounders, whether it's wiffle ball, whatever it may be, you know, you, you build off of it, and you may find that some kids, yeah, they'll still play the other sports, but they now start carving out 10, 12 weeks a year to play baseball as well. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to break away for a minute. Here's uh, Dennis Carey. I think you'd like this selection of reels. Stand by. It is uh, 1119 here on the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420. She was in the studio here last week, two weeks ago, Brittany Riley, and she brought me her brand new Christmas CD. Here she is. Oh, come all ye faithful, 
That is Brittany, Brittany Riley, and uh, all the music is provided by her husband on that. He, uh, she plays the bass and she sings, and Brent Hopper, he plays the guitar, the mandolin, the piano, the organ, and the drums. He does it all on the Irish show on WHK AM 1420. Here's Colleen. Uh, yes, just wanted to say I know a Merry Christmas on our, our West Side clubs and our East Side clubs uh, with things going on. Uh, I know there's going to be some some upcoming events. They did just have a Christmas show uh, going on, but the uh, the Pub Grub on the 23rd, there is no music, but there is Pub Grub this coming Friday, 4.30 to 8 at the West Side Club. And then the pub is open 1 p.m. to midnight on Christmas Eve. There's no steak shoot and then on the 30th is the michael crawley band at the west side ia the east side club they did have uh this past week the movie night and the white elephant gift exchange uh they're having the countdown to 2023 uh the dublin ball drop on december 31st that'll be at 7 p.m and you can call tim neary there's individual tickets and family tickets doors open at four o'clock to join the special day and join celebration you can call tim neary at 440-382-0669 but support our clubs and the 45th anniversary celebration jerry that's one of the highlights of january saturday january 21st 2023 and the michael Crawley Show Band. Heavy appetizers, open bar, and a fabulous door prizes. And I'll be there too. And open Mr. bar, Quinn. Eddie Fitzpatrick. Right. You gotta hear that. <laughs> Excuse what? me. Yeah, the open bar. But Sue McGill or Mary Jo Gurry uh, and Sue McGill 216-386-2194. And I can't say enough today if you want to get out, get a unique last minute Christmas gift for that hard to shop for person, go to Pints and Prince. And that's at PJ McIntyre's. Right. PJ's, you can get a great lunch, an Irish breakfast, you can get a healthy salad, you can get a soup, uh, some great things. And if you say Jerry Quinn Irish Radio Show, you can get a pint of Sullivan's Irish Ale. That's so, right. and see our good friend Tom Malloy and some other artists down in the Bridgie Ned's Irish Party Parlor Room. Now, Colleen, you yes. didn't say it was free. It is. It is free. I'm no, paying yes, for it. Jerry Quinn is paying for it. If you say Jerry Quinn Irish Radio, you get a free pint, pint of beer. Pint of Sullivan's. That's right. You only get one, though, and that's all you need. <laughs> one, <Right>. other, <laughs> one other January um, happening that's of note. The Bluestone Hibernians, per their ad in the Irish newspaper, having a Hibernian mass at St. Aloysius Church, 10932 St. Clair Avenue in Cleveland. And following mass, there'll be a brunch at Chuck's Place, 3830 St. Clair. And I mention this because that's where I was baptized. Beautiful. And inside that church, if you've ever been there, is a mini cathedral. It's absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful. It is. A lot of the members of the East Side Club originators at St. Aloysius. A lot have gone to Lake County now to the various parishes out there, but it's still a great base, uh, St. Aloysius. And I'll bet you they have County Cork roots as well. Uh, St. Aloysius? Yeah. I think they're still saying in Latin Mass there. I think they are, which is unusual today. Anyway, uh, in the studio with us this morning is Jay Murphy. We're talking about Irish baseball. I'm going to go back to it again. I asked Jay during the break what, uh, what uh, before baseball was invented or before uh, it came popular, what Americans did. Jay, want to talk about it for a second? Sure. Yeah, I, I think it. You know, we we were saying that it it gets back to pictures of the Civil War, where mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Soldiers were in the field, you know, hitting hitting a ball with a bat and, and making plays. And 
uh, I think that you you kind of trace it back that you know always some kind of ball, always some kind of stick. You know, we talked about you know potentially that maybe it had something to do with lacrosse, and uh, you know we we look at different events where how's a, how's a ball and a bat getting involved, and I think the biggest thing is again. Um, you know, the basic things. And then and now we look at it where the stick ball was became a very popular thing where you, you didn't have a bigger bat and a ball and you had to play in a smaller area. And, um, and of course, that's translated into to baseball and wiffle ball and, um, you know, always that you idea. You know what I was thinking, uh, Jay, as you're talking there? I think there's a great opportunity for you guys, you, you that's organizing this, take a look at the game of hurling in Ireland. You talk about a stick uh, that's a great, very skillful game, especially you have to be skilled enough not to kill the person you're playing against. Yeah, you know, it, it really is. But I just wonder if there's an opportunity with the hurling in uh, business in Ireland, if people, if baseball players, if potential baseball players, they may not be as good at hurling, but baseball might have an appeal. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because it comes down to eye-hand coordination. That's right, and that's exactly and, what that is. And, and I look at it where if, if you can hit a ball with a stick, it translates into into being able to play baseball. Um, and I say that because of my experience in coaching years ago uh, when I was at George Washington University, we played the Russian national team. And it was interesting enough when we talked to some of the kids that were on the team uh, their starting pitcher was a javelin thrower. And if you kind of can relate to the idea of throwing a javelin and throwing a baseball, it was really interesting that, you know, kind of connecting like what sports did they play and how did that translate into baseball? So mm-hmm. your point's well taken. And I think that there are probably kids in our program that have played that sport uh, that are also playing baseball oh, I'm as sure. well. I'm sure if you go to counties like Cork, Limerick, Clare, Clare is both Gaelic football and hurling. Tipperary, Wexford, where my wife's people were all champion hurlers. They won the Super Bowl of, of hurling many years. Um, but it is the great sport, and the person with the hurling stick can hit a ball 75 yards on the field and put it between two, two uprights like you do in football. So I suppose that would be an opportunity. Hey, Murph, I think Quinn is uh, aiming for a job over there. For Irish baseball, <laughs> I know go. I'm too well, old we, now. It would be great to have you know if you, you we and again it kind of gets back to what we're talking about. We need you know we need to be able to spread the word on the ground. And okay. I think that in the country, when I say that there's only four fields, if you can imagine you know somebody driving by a field and you know it's just a field. There's no diamond. There's no backstop. There's no bases. I mean, when you look at the pictures that we have of some of the playoffs that they just went through this past year. And, and literally it's, okay, that looks like home base, but they threw down bags. You know, so they've been using all the other athletic fields that are there. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the kids that are playing other sports have taken notice with, oh, okay, they're playing baseball after we finish up with this practice. And, um, and that's really it, it, as grassroots as it gets, is, is really introducing those kids. And your point's well taken that if you're athletic – and you're playing another sport, there's a way to transfer that sport in, into not only baseball but other sports as well. But I think I, I look at it where I think hitting is one of the most difficult things that you have to do in sports. Uh, someone's throwing a ball at you. They don't know where it's necessarily going to go, and you need to try to hit it with a bat. And the, guns, the, the ones that are really good at it are making $300 million here in the United States. Right. That's what I was going to right. say. I just, I just want to find a few kids in Ireland that, that can hit it. 
<laughs> and who knows? Maybe they'll be the next three hundred dollar man. Yeah, yeah. Is there um, is there a lot of source of flares in Europe for the Americas? America right now, South America, is a big source of flares for the, the all the ladies here. Could the same be said about Europe? Are the potential for it? Well, I think what I do is, you know, I, I reach out to people who have Irish heritage in all the different countries uh, to explain what our situation is and what we're looking for. And uh, this past year, we had two players on the team that uh, reside in the Netherlands. Uh, we had another player on the senior team who resides in Germany now. Um, and there were other players that I ran into through the course of this past tournament uh, that could have played for the Irish national team that you know we're playing for the Czech Republic team because it, it really comes down to the dual citizenship thing. Because playing on a team from Ireland, when we go to these tournaments, you're representing Ireland. You have to have Irish citizenship. You have to have an Irish passport. Um, and even though you're coming from other, another country, uh, that's what you have to present when I check them in. So when I reach out to my connections, whether it's Major League Baseball or different people I have in different countries – you know, I look at right away, are they eligible? What's the connection to get them eligible? Well, an EU passport would suffice, wouldn't it? An EU passport? It, my understanding is that it has to say Ireland on the passport. Because when you, check, when you check the team in, which I went through this past year, the head coach comes up with all the passports, all the numbers have to line up. It has to be an Irish passport. Just like the team from Italy or the Czech Republic or Lithuania, wherever they came from, that's again. That's to verify that everybody is a resident of Ireland and you have a active Irish passport. And, and part of it is again you're representing the country. Uh, and the other part, in, in being honest with everything we deal with, you want to make sure that it's it's legit that the kid is an Irish citizen. He is, you know, he is a member of the community and and uh, and he has the documentation to back it up. Okay. Now this from O'Neill Healthcare. Stand by. When locating the right care for your elderly mom or dad, look no further. O'Neill Healthcare has been providing outstanding elder care on Cleveland's west side for more than 50 years. Whether needing assisted living, memory support, independent living, skilled nursing, hospice care, dialysis, or rehabilitative therapies, we are here for you. Our team of physicians, nurses, and therapists deliver personalized care with compassion and quality at the forefront. You have peace of mind knowing they are with extraordinary people who provide exceptional care. O'Neill Healthcare is always improving the care of older adults and is the trusted choice for your loved ones. For more information about O'Neill Healthcare or to schedule a tour at one of our five facilities, please contact us at 440-808-5500. Zero, zero, or visit us online at O'NeillHC.com. Improve your golf game with Golf Tech. Take the next step to a better game with equipment and custom fitting with the latest technology. Golf Tech has six area locations. Your golf game goes further with Golf Tech. Visit one of Northeast Ohio's Golf Tech locations or go to GolfTech.com. Golf Tech, proven path to proven results. Hi, I'm Mike Joyce from Joyce Buick GMC, inviting you to visit our dealership for a new Buick or GMC. Joyce has a great selection of new Buicks and GMCs in stock, and we're offering you the best in pricing and customer care. 
Come see why Buick is the fastest growing car manufacturer in the U.S. Joyce Buick GMC, serving you for over 45 years. That's right, folks. Stop in and see the Joyce's. That's Mike and Sean Joyce's. They're on the premises just about every day. If you want to see their, their uh, selection of trucks and cars and used cars, new cars, why don't you go to their website, drivejoyce.com. And you can visit them in person at 38039 Chester Road, right off I-90. Don't forget to ask for Seamus Cooney. <laughs> Eddie says, don't forget to ask for Seamus Cooney. He will sell you a car right now. It is uh, 11.35 here on the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420. Eddie, what else have you got? I got okay, this is a happy birthday to uh, Teresa uh, Cadis. And she would like some reels, and her son Raymond called this in. Well, okay, I will. But I, right now, this is popping up on the computer. Got to play it. Driving home for Christmas, yeah Well, I'm moving down the line And it's been so long But I will be there I sing this song To pass the time away Driving in my car Driving home for Christmas
And that was, that was the High Kings there on the Irish show on WHK. Jay Murphy is in the studio with us, and we're talking about Irish baseball. And we just I just made a suggestion that he get to Ackle Island right away. K-O-C-K-O Mally and Turns Dever, and they will be help. They will help you put a baseball team together in no time. I'd be, I'd be happy to do that. Happy yeah. to do that. So make sure you go and go to my hometown too. That's Bellinac, County Mayo. And uh, it's right on the it's right on the River Moy, which if you like, do you like to fish? Uh, no, no. You like to play baseball. Um, when you're you don't have a whole lot of time to do anything else when you're when you're coaching baseball. Jay, how long have you been playing baseball yourself? I've been coaching coaching. You coaching played it before you coached. Years. How long? Forty-one years. Oh my god! I started coaching in 1981, so my path is. I'm originally from upstate New York, and my path has taken me. Basically, all over the United States, I had a chance to coach in Major League Baseball in China for a while. Obviously, now I'm involved with, you know, the Island program. But uh, it's been a very interesting career, you know. Well, the fact that your name was Murphy probably attracted you to the Irish part of it. Actually, my wife, whose maiden name is Grady, is behind all of it because she <laughs> planned a family vacation in 2019 to go to, to Ireland. And being who I am, I had to reach out to see what was going on baseball-wise in Ireland. I can't just go, like, drive around the countryside, although, believe me, I did drive around the countryside uh, on the wrong side of the road with the steering wheel on the other side of the road. But Uh I'm good at it now. Uh, But actually, my wife, Maria, uh, set the vacation up, and I talked to Tom Kelly. I reached out to Tom Kelly, who was at St. Ignatius, so we talked about the Cleveland sports team. Is that Tom that we have here after... Which time? No. no, it's no. not that. No. There's, and, uh, there's a lot of Tom Kelly. Right. And it was interesting because in the conversation with Tom, it went from, hey, it's great you reached out. And I said, how can I get involved? And little did I know three years later, I'm really involved, you know, basically, you know, being the general manager and recruiting players. But, but I say how long it's the game. I mean, I've been in the game for 41 years. I played myself when I was a little guy, played in college. But I look at where it's taken me, the people I've met, sitting here talking to you today. It's just amazing how the game connects the dots. And to be able to connect it in, in other countries and be able to encourage kids to play, and it's just what it's all about. I mean, that, that's, that's why I do it, and hopefully I will continue to do it. So, Tom. No, not Tom Kelly. <laughs> that's my son's name is Tom. So, there you go. So, Jay, people listen to us now. We have a lot of listeners in Ireland. How could they make contact with you? If they're interested in pursuing this, what should they do? Well, there's a couple things they can do. First of all, um, they can contact me directly by email, um, which, you know. But is there a website? They can go through the website, the Baseball Ireland website. If you go through the website, you'll see contact information on there as well. Um, You can reach out to a gentleman by the name of Sean Mitchell or Frank Andrews, who are listed on the website as well. They run the academy. Uh, in Ireland, they, under, they they oversee the indoor facility. Uh, the actual name of the website is what? Is is basically you go to baseballireland.com um, .com and you can look at you know you can look at the website and see the different programs we're doing. In uh, the homepage, it has the national teams and the domestic teams and uh, and just ways to be involved and and obviously they can reach out to me through the website as well. Um, and again, you know. I look at it where if you connect with me, I can give you the background of the program and, and ways you can be involved. I think one thing I did want to mention, Jerry, is right now we're we're really working on uh, funding for hosting uh, one of the European qualifier tournaments this coming uh, July in Dublin. 
the, each year, uh, the European Championships, which are the major events in Europe, uh, Ireland participates in it, and there's a process where you have to go through a qualifying tournament. So right now, uh, for your listeners that are in Ireland, we are looking for support uh, to be able to host the tournament in Ireland, in Dublin. Okay. Is, uh, is your organization a tax-exempt entity? Yes, it is. So it's a 501c3. Yes, it is. Yep. So anybody that wants to donate some money in this country even, they can do so and it's tax-exempt. Yep, absolutely. And obviously, you know, I can give them ways to, and and really there's a couple parts. Number one, we're looking for individuals that would be interested in helping to sponsor the tournament. We'll be bringing in four to potentially five countries into into Dublin for a four or five-day tournament, which is, I think, everybody wants to go to Ireland. It's just a great way to showcase the you know, the country. And uh, I talked to the ambassador when she was here saying, I really appreciate everybody working it out to, to get Aer Lingus to have direct flights from, from Cleveland. Um, but they can contact me here too. And I can tell them ways they can support the national program, uh, whether it's helping with the team travel and the things we have to do, or obviously helping with, uh, with funding the, the, the tournament. Cause it's, again, it's a chance to showcase the program in Ireland, which mm-hmm. is really critical to being able to grow the program. Have you met the American ambassador, Ed Crawford? The, uh, uh, Ed I've Crawford. had a chance to say hello to him. Uh, I think you should meet him and talk and then, to him. Right, and spend some time with uh, the, the current ambassador from Ireland here from the, U- the United States. Yes, uh, that's right. She's outstanding person and a baseball fan. She's part of the team now. I presented her with a with a, with a team jersey. So she's, she's all part of the, the big picture of, of Baseball Ireland. Okay, great. Well, Jay, good luck to you. This this is great having you on the program, and I hope the, the door is always open. Whatever you want to promote it, you're welcome to come here. Just call me up and say, I want to come in and chat about baseball. We have some news to get out there. We're glad to do it for you. Jerry, I'd like to do it. I, I'd come in every Sunday if you let me. You can come in anytime as long as you're promoting something good like baseball. We're delighted. Thank you very much. Here's James Kilbane, and this is called O. Holy Night. Speaking of Ackle Island, that's where James is from. One angel said to Mary, you will be the chosen one. And although she felt frightened She said, let God's will be done Bethlehem was the journey For Joseph and his young wife A stable, a manger, a bright star in the sky What would be one holy night? One holy night forever When Mary gave birth to God's Son One holy night to remember Jesus our Savior has come The angels spoke to the shepherds Wise kings followed the star The brilliant 
was like nothing that they had ever seen before. They gathered at the stable. They knelt down around God's child to rejoice and pray for the King as he lay on what would be. One holy night, one holy night forever. When Mary gave birth to God's Son, one holy night to remember Jesus, our Savior, has come. One holy. When Mary gave birth to God's Son, one holy night to remember, Jesus, our Savior, has come. Jesus, our Savior, has come. Jesus, our Savior. That is James Kilbane here on the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420. We're going to be wrapping it up now because Tom Kelly is coming up next. But here's Pat Quinn. This is called Timmy Clifford's Jigs. Let's see.
That was Pat Quinn here on the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420. I want to say goodbye to Jay. He is uh, Jay Murphy talking about baseball, and we will be uh, happy to have him back anytime. Jay, thank you very much for coming in here and enlightening us on this. A lot of people didn't know, I'm sure, anything about baseball in Ireland, and hopefully we can make this thing grow. Thank you very much, Jerry. It's a pleasure being here, meeting everybody, and and, and I agree with you. Let's uh, let's spread the word and get more kids playing. That's right. Uh, 11.53, we're coming up to the top of the hour, and Tom Kelly is in Studio One. He's all fired up and ready to go, so make sure that you stay with Tom. Let's wrap it up with this called the Tinker's Frolics. Folks, there's the music telling me I gotta vacate the studio because Tom Kelly is taking over. He's having a chat right now as we speak with Jay Murphy about baseball, no less. And if you want to talk politics, here's the man for you. Tom Kelly coming up until two o'clock. Our program is brought to you by Chambers Funeral Homes, Gandalf's Pub and Restaurant, Valley City, Golf Tech, Joyce Buick GMC, O'Neill Healthcare. P.J. McIntyre's Irish Pub and Restaurant, Vince's Barbershop, and the Western Reserve Insurance Group. All of these good folks bringing you the Irish show this morning on WHK AM 1420 and on the internet at whkradio.com. Back with again next Sunday morning. It's going to be a recorded Sunday morning. There'll be nobody here. Kelly and company won't be here. Quinn won't be here. The outdoors, none of us are here. We're all recorded. We're all getting the day off with pay. I leave you with the immortal words of John Locke when he wrote, Oh, Ireland isn't a grandeur look like a bride in a rich adorning. And with all the pent-up love in my heart, I bid you the top of the morning. I'm Jerry Quinn. Good day.
preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM1400.